Every day, we rise, challenging ourselves to work for what we believe in. At U.S. Border Patrol, protecting our borders is more than a job. It's a calling. Agents answer the call, working together to keep our country and communities safe. If you are ready for a new mission, join U.S. Border Patrol and go beyond. Learn more at cbp.gov careers. Hello once again, everybody. Thank you for joining me in the betters box. This is bangthebook.com's KBO betting podcast for Thursday, June 4th. I'm your host, Adam Burke. This and every edition of the betters box presented by our friends over at DSI Sportsbook. BTB and the number 200 is that promo code. 100% deposit match bonus for the sportsbook and a 100% deposit match bonus for the live casino at BetDSI. It's only a game until you bet it. Daily KBO article over at bangthebook.com. Missed that one for this morning. I apologize for that. Had some personal issues to tend to last night, but that will be back here on Thursday, or, uh, on Thursday for the Friday games. Also going to have a preview up of the Santa Anita Derby and talk about the Santa Anita card with Brian Blessing on a podcast we're recording here on Thursday. So two shows on Bang the Book Radio coming your way here on Thursday. This edition of the Betters Box and talking with Brian Blessing about the Santa Anita Derby, the Santa Anita card in general, NASCAR, and we'll just kind of talk about whatever else we want to discuss on that program. But we'll have some articles coming up this weekend for the Santa Anita Derby. We already have a preview up for the Cup Series race at Atlanta, the Folds of Honor Quick Trip 500. That's coming up here this weekend down at Atlanta Motor Speedway. So we got a preview up for that. I'll write up a preview for the Xfinity Series race as well. UFC 250 preview up over at bangthebook.com. And next week, the PGA Tour returns at Colonial with the Charles Schwab Challenge. I'll talk about that one next week with Brian, but I'll also put together an article over at bangthebook.com. All right, well, let's go ahead and dive into this edition of the Betters Box here. And I'll start by talking briefly about the KBO article. And, you know, to this point, it's been a combination of some bad handicapping and some bad luck. And we kind of had a microcosm of that on Wednesday where Dusan on Tuesday destroyed Odrissimer Despagne. 10 runs on 15 hits. So we take the Dusan over on Wednesday against So Hyung Jun. They get two hits over seven innings. And So only struck out two guys. So a lot of bad Babbitt luck. Maybe it was contact management from So. I don't know. I don't have access to those types of metrics here for the KBO. But then, of course, on Thursday, when I'm not on Dusan, when I didn't write the article, they score 14 runs. And it feels like I've had a lot of this here this season where I've just fallen in between days for one reason or another with something that happens. The league is high variance. And, you know, we we try to handicap out as much variance as we possibly can. That's my goal. I try to handicap out as much variance as I can by looking at the numbers, by using the data, by analyzing it, and then coming up with my plays. In this league, though, it may just be extremely high variance. And I've had times this season, too, I've picked the wrong full game versus the first five, vice versa. I've had first five bets get blown up in the fifth inning. I'm burying myself and I'm burying bankrolls. And, and not only am I hurting myself financially, and, and I am betting smaller amounts than usual on these KBO games, but it's really hurting me mentally, too. 
because I felt like I had done enough research to have some kind of an edge. I've gotten a lot of, a lot of positive feedback about the write-ups, about the bullpen report, about the betters box shows here. And it's not translating to results. And it's really burying me mentally and furthermore, not sleeping in the mornings because, you know, I'm, I'm checking the KBO scores or I'm restless wondering how those plays lost. And it's been a very tough period for me. And I've, I've tried to reevaluate what I'm doing in the KBO. And the problem is, I, I don't know if I'm necessarily doing anything wrong outside of maybe playing some inflated prices. But then you look at a deal like today in the KBO, all chalk sides win. Every game goes over the total. And, you know, it's like, well, what am I supposed to do here? Where it feels like chalk and the chalk side of the total seem like they come in all the time. And, and maybe that's not true. Maybe it's just recency bias or maybe confirmation bias, something like that. But I, I don't I don't really know what to do with this league right now. And it's been very, very challenging. And, you know, a lot of people have jumped into this league. A lot of people out there, and I'm not going to name names, but a lot of people out there that I think have done a lot less research than I have, and they're just out there having more success with it. And that's the frustrating thing about this business is that you can do all this work, and, and sometimes it doesn't even matter. So going forward, I will keep updating the bullpen sheet. I'll keep writing about these games, trying to find spots. I don't know if I'll have as many plays going forward. You know, in any other league, I'm not going to have plays on 60% of the games. And I find myself doing that here in the KBO where I'm playing, you know, three games a night. It, it's, it's hard to say that you have an edge in 60% of the games on the card in any sport. So maybe it's too many plays. Maybe I'm not isolating the ones I like the most. Maybe I'm just getting unlucky. Maybe I don't know what the hell I'm doing. I, I, I don't really know. But it's really been bothering me the last 48 or so hours with this league. Just you know, the, the fact that I think I'm on the right track. There are a lot of things I think that I'm seeing. And they're just, I'm not getting the results out of it. And that happens. You know, and, and that happens in betting, and that happens in a lot of sports markets, even ones that we're a lot more familiar with. But it is taking a toll on me, and I'm sure it's taking a toll on your bankrolls as well if you've been following the picks and, and following along. So I just wanted to make sure I mentioned something about it here on today's show where maybe I just need to narrow my focus some and, and really only play the plays I think I really like. I don't know. I guess we'll see how that goes and, and see how things kind of progress moving forward. But Something I have picked up on here, and, and we've got about, you know, roughly, I think all these teams have played a little over 25 games or so. You know, now we've got pretty even splits in terms of home and road. And there are some very big park factor things now that are coming to light. The KT ballpark, for example, and I talked about this when I wrote up that over for Wednesday, there have been 13 runs per game just about scored in that KT ballpark. It was about 12 and a half going into Wednesday. Uh, that was a seven-run game, I believe, on one, or nine-run game on Wednesday. Then today there were 19 runs, or 21 runs, actually, scored at KT. 102 runs in 15 games at home for KT, 68 runs in 11 games on the road. So we are seeing a lot of this here with a lot of these teams. Samsung, I've talked about them a lot. They get shut out on Thursday on the road. They've scored 83 runs in 15 games at home. And they've hit 18 home runs in those 15 games. On the road, they've scored 55 runs in 13 games with six home runs. 
So Samsung, much better offensive team at home than on the road. KT, while they're still scoring you know, over six runs a game on the road, they've been better at home overall. So you know, there are a lot of teams like this. Doosan. Doosan, in their 11 home games, they've scored 51 runs. In their 15 road games, they've now scored 115 runs. So Doosan, just a dramatic difference, home and road. They've hit five home runs in 11 games at home. They've hit 28 home runs in 15 games on the road. LG, who shares a stadium with Doosan, they have scored 96 runs in 12 games at home with 11 home runs. They've scored 71 runs in 11 games on the road with 19 home runs. So they're manufacturing more runs at home hitting more home runs on the road. Hanwha, the Eagles have scored 31 runs at home in 13 games. They've only hit three home runs. On the road in 15 games, 66 runs scored 14 home runs. So Hanwha's offense much different on the road than it is at home. And here's maybe the biggest one. The Kia Tigers, 103 runs scored in 16 home games. They've hit 25 home runs in 16 home games. They've scored 43 runs on the road in 12 games with seven home runs. So Doosan, huge discrepancy home and road. Much better on the road than at home. KT, better at home than on the road. Samsung, much better at home than on the road. Hanwha, much better on the road than at home. Kia, much better at home than on the road. So Hanwha, Doosan, LG, difficult home parks to hit in. KT, Samsung, Kia, anywhere where Doosan is playing has been a pretty good home ballpark. So the park factors in this league are really shining through. And this is something where, and I know that there are modelers out there and some very smart guys that I know that are modeling You may want to have a different number for a team at home versus on the road because these park factors are playing really, really extreme. Again, Doosan. Just look at Doosan. 11 home games, and they've scored 51 runs. They're not even scoring five runs per game at home. They've scored 115 runs in 15 road games. That's 7.7 runs per game. So they're not even scoring five runs per game at home, but they're scoring 7.7 runs per game on the road. They've hit 23 more home runs on the road in four more games. So these park factor differences are significant and substantial, and you wonder, will the odds makers be properly adjusting? You would think that they should. They will with a team like Doosan, because Doosan is very obvious. Will they do it with a team like Kia? Where Kia's scored 103 runs in 16 home games, hit 25 home runs. They've scored 43 runs in 12 road games. So they're scoring, what, about three and a half runs per game on the road? And they've scored over 100 runs at home? They've scored 6.4 runs per game at home. They don't even have three and a half runs per game, or they barely have three and a half runs per game on the road. So, again, the park factor differences here in this league do appear to be extremely substantial. And the interesting thing for Doosan, too, is that their pitching staff has been awful on the road. They haven't been very good at home, 
relative to the offense, but they've been awful on the road. So these park factor splits are things that I'm trying to key in on a little bit. And I do think sometimes I you know, hurt myself by overanalyzing, by having too much data, by looking at too many different things. These park factors may very well come into play, especially with regards to the totals market, to the point where they may be, I mean, no handicap is that simple, but to the point where these are going to be excellent starting points. When KT is at home, I'm looking at the over. When Doosan is on the road, I'm looking at the over. When Kia is at home, I'm looking at the over. When Kia is on the road, I'm looking at the under. So these are things where I, I may just simplify my handicap a lot and just tailor around these park factors and then use the pitchers to my advantage as well. So that may be a change that I'm looking to make here now that we've got some more data, now that we've got an idea of what we're actually looking at here. Because again, you can do a lot of research on individual players, but a lot of the nuances of the KBO were kind of, pardon the pun, foreign to us. You know, the ball changed a lot last year. How would the ball play this year? Well, right now, it seems like the ball is playing closer to 2018, but only in certain spots. So maybe that's where I need to really hone in my handicaps a little bit. And again, for all of these notes, Adam at bangthebook.com or Skating Tripods on Twitter, where I've got a lot of these Park Factor notes uh, written up here for today's show. So we take a look back at the series that just wrapped up, and we start with the Lot, the Giants, and the Kia Tigers. And in fact, you know, as I just mentioned, Kia at home. 25 runs, six home runs in the three games here in this series. Lotta, though, did not hit at Kia. They only scored seven runs here in this series. So Kia with the sweep, outscoring the Giants 25-7. to And, you know, this Kia rotation looks low-key pretty good. M. Key Young, we had a piece of him uh, for the first five in Tuesday's game. Kia waits until the sixth inning to score. But M. Key Young was terrific. Six innings, two earned, seven hits. He struck out five. Yang Hyun Jung, the most accomplished domestic starting pitcher. He went six good innings on Wednesday. Aaron Brooks was good on Thursday. And this Lotta team, you know, they're getting bad starting pitching. They have the highest innings pitched among the bullpens. And they gave up nine runs in eight and two-thirds in this series. They pitched back-to-back 11-inning games Saturday and Sunday had the Monday off day, only eight and two-thirds in this series, but they still gave up over a run per inning. They gave up nine runs in their eight and two-thirds. This Giants team is just not good. The offense is putrid. The bullpen's not great. Actually, the bullpen's fine. The bullpen's actually pretty good for the workload when you look at wins above average and, and their whip and stuff like that, but the rotation is bad. So this is a lot the Giants team trailing in a lot of games without the offense to come back. And we've seen a lot of crooked, big numbers in the KBO here. And if you can't put those up, you're going to be a bad team. And for the Giants here, they're trailing early in a lot of games, and they don't have the offense to compensate and come back. So the Giants do look like a pretty clear-cut fade at this point in time. We'll see what they do here this weekend against KT. But lastly here for the Giants... You know, Dan Straley's been fine, but Adrian Sampson, a couple of rough outings here coming off of the death of his father, certainly understandable, now pitching over in the KBO a long way from home and from his family and all that. I don't know if this really improves for him too quickly here. 
So maybe Adrian Sampson, a guy that we do possibly want to look to go against here uh, for the Lotta Giants over his next few starts. And I hate talking about things like that, especially in the situation that he's in. Uh, But from a betting standpoint, I think he's having a hard time making the adjustment. And you can certainly see why. Doosan and KT, and man, did this series piss me off. You know, I, I wanted to play the over on Tuesday, but I thought, okay, you've got Odrissimer Despondier, who's been pitching very well, uh, limiting hard contact, obviously. He gives up 10 runs on 15 hits. So I bet the over and Doosan in the middle game, and they get two hits off So Hyung Jun. Then on Thursday, they go off against Kim Min. I think they scored eight runs against him. Doosan with 27 runs in the series, only two runs in the middle game, and KT with 23 runs. So their offense stayed hot. Just frustrating. Just very frustrating to to know that games in Suwon are going over. Games on the road with Doosan are going over. And the one I bet in this series doesn't go over. Bad handicapping, bad luck, I I don't know. I'm at a loss. In any event, Yuhui Kwan, a little bit of mild regression for him. Six innings, four earned, seven hits. Talked about him for Doosan as a guy that I am trying to find spots to bet against. I probably won't do it at home where the park factor is a big safety net. But on the road, I will be looking to go against Yuhui Kwan without a doubt. Lee Young Chan, I've talked about him as a guy. Should be in line for some positive regression for Doosan. Didn't get it in this series. Alcantara struggled in the final game for Doosan. Doosan's bullpen is stabilizing a little bit here. Their ERA kind of progressively going down. Their whip kind of progressively going down. We'll see if they're able to sustain that trend. Maybe some home unders are in the offing here for Doosan. But again, their road overs are not a coincidence. They're doing a ton of things well on the road. And their pitching staff on the road hasn't been great. They've allowed the most road runs in the KBO. I believe it's 104 now. 104 or 105 Had 103 in my notes before the game wrapped up. I think they gave up a couple more runs. They've given up the most road runs in the KBO, and they've scored the most runs on the road in the KBO. So their road overs are not a coincidence. This is not a surprise at all whatsoever. Hanwha is the only team that's close in terms of giving up runs on the road. One other quick note here about Doosan. I missed this one uh, last week, maybe with the Memorial Day holiday and all that. But OJ Ill, back in the middle of their order now, He pinch hit on the 28th and the 29th, been back in the everyday starting lineup since the 30th. So another big offensive piece back in the fold for Doosan. And look, for KT, I mean, the song remains the same. You know, the starting pitching is hit or miss. The offense is very good. The bullpen is not. They're they're a pretty telltale team right now in the KBO at this point in time. SKNNC. Got a nice underdog winner on Tuesday with Moon Sung Wan pitching very well for SK. Everything else was pretty bad for SK. Now, they did score 14 runs in the first two games of this series, but they get shut out in the last game by Drew Rasinski and the NC bullpen. Kim Tae-hoon, a guy I talked about a lot as a regression candidate, that did hit. Gave up seven earned runs on five hits. He walked four and hit two guys. It was really the walks and the hit-by-pitches that set this up. Because Kim Tae-hoon is not allowing a lot of hits. So the suggestion to me is that he's done a good job with his contact management. He has up only five hits here, but seven runs with the walks and the hit by pitches. 
So if Kim Tae-hoon is facing a lineup that doesn't walk a whole lot, he's not giving up a lot of hits, then that's when he's a bye guy. So we'll have to just kind of look for spot plays on him. Lee J. Hack for NC, he got knocked around. I still think he's pretty solid, though, and he might be one of the few guys that we can get at something of a reasonable price. Because otherwise, with NC right now, Rasinski's got inflated prices. Uh, Mike Wright has inflated prices. Kuchang Mo has been the best pitcher in the KBO so far. His prices are high. They face Hanwha this week. Uh, this weekend, we'll see some big prices for NC in that one. Jay Hack or Lee J Hack might be the only guy that we can find some decent prices on to back for NC. But again, just big numbers with the starting pitching that they've got, and also their offense is pretty good. They drew 17 walks in this series off of SK pitching. They lead the KBO in walks. They've been hitting. They've been hitting for power. Hard to poke holes in this NC team. And in fact, their bullpen with a strong series as well. Samsung and LG. Samsung actually took the first two games of this series here. LG with the win in the finale. And, you know, Lee Minho. Once again, another good start for him. Seven innings, two earned, five hits, struck out seven. Only 18 or 19 years old, but he's a watch list guy for me. Juan Tay in for Samsung. Seven shutout innings for him. He's still firmly on the watch list. You know, for Samsung here, Tyler Saladino. Two-run double in the first inning of game one. That was the only run scored in the game. On Wednesday, hit a home run, couple of hits, walked a couple times. He's batting third. And he has completely changed the complexion of this Samsung offense. He was previously batting, you know, seventh or eighth, making the adjustments, stuff like that. Now he's hitting up in the order, and he's doing very, very well. That makes a difference. The middle of the order bats in this league have to hit for you. If they don't, that's when you struggle offensively. Like, for example, what's going on with SK. Choi Jeong, not really hitting. You know, he just wasn't hitting early on in the season. Jimmy Romax, still not really hitting to the degree that he usually does. Hanwha, same thing. The middle of their order, guys. Jared Hoying, not hitting. Kiwoom, Park Byung-ho got off to a slow start. They got off to a slow start offensively. They've figured it out now, and he's walking more and things like that. But the middle of the order guys carry these lineups because the bottom of the order hitters generally aren't very good. Depth is, is a big issue in this league overall. So if your middle-of-the-order bats are hitting, you can do a lot of things. And with Tyler Saladino now hitting for Samsung, that's huge. NC's offense was good, but they really took off when Aaron Alter started hitting at the bottom of the order. They got deeper. Their middle-of-the-order was already hitting. The bottom of the order started hitting. That's when things took off. So these teams that are off to slow offensive starts, it's by and large because the the middle-of-the-order guys aren't doing what they're paid to do. And, I mean, that's obvious. It's an obvious statement. Major League Baseball is the same. But especially in this league and in this run environment, your middle of the order has to hit. Samsung's now with Saladino getting bumped up the order. That's really helped them tremendously, to say the least. Casey Kelly knocked around for LG five innings ago. Eight runs on seven hits. Bad outing for him. Uh, Heo Yoon Dong for Samsung. A young kid. Five innings, three earned, eight hits. Worth watching as the season goes along. I don't know about backing him right now, per se, but he's definitely a watch list guy as we go forward. One guy I talked about, Young Chan Hian. 
Positive regression for him in the final game. Seven shutouts, struck out 11. He was a guy in line for positive regression, and it did hit. So trying to isolate some of those guys here, along with looking at these park factor angles. Back Jung Hyun for Samsung. His first start off the injured list. Four innings, give up 11 runs, eight earned on 14 hits. Bad spot for his first start back against a pretty good LG lineup. But apparently his defense was no help on Twitter. And that's something that's tough to find here in this league. You can't find a lot of context in most cases. And stuff getting lost in translation, all that kind of thing. Because I'm not running good here, I'm starting to focus on on a lot of the negatives instead of the positives. And and that's one of the negatives that I've found here is that it's kind of tough to get context. You know, how much of this was bad defense? What are we looking at in terms of exit velocities and contact management and stuff like that? We just don't have that. You know, the KBO doesn't have StatCast data. So, you know, I, I, that's a lot of the stuff I use from a Major League Baseball standpoint. And maybe I'm relying on the wrong things here. I don't know. But I do miss having some of the metrics that are available to me for Major League Baseball. And I don't know if they would help. I don't know if they would hurt, if they would just be, you know, over analysis. But, you know, I'm kind of dwelling on the negative instead of the positive. And when you do that as a handicapper, Bad things happen. I'm definitely finding that out here in the KBO, and I've found that out in previous sports here uh, overall as well. So you got to try to keep a positive outlook as much as you can. It's very hard for me. I'm a naturally pessimistic person that's dealt with depression throughout most of my, you know, uh, you know, dating back to, to previous to before high school. You know, just kind of a glass half empty person in general, and when that leaks over into your handicapping. That makes it that much more difficult. And it's a constant struggle that I have. I've talked about that crisis of confidence before. It's a constant struggle for me. And with how things are going in the KBO right now, it's really taking a toll. And the daily grind, not just of betting, but producing content and stuff like that, when you're not running good, it wears you down a lot. And I've had that here with the KBO. So, Trying to take days off here and there, trying to, you know, refresh a little bit. For example, weekends may be spotty with the article. My buddy's got a lake house. That's what I do. I go get hammered during the day, sober up, do it all over again, whatever. So kind of trying to use this as my escape because also I know that coming up, you know, mid-July on, it's going to be nuts. So this whole KBO thing throwing me for a loop, you know, you got to try to step away when you can. And you got to try to, you know, find that nice little common ground, that middle ground of doing a lot but not doing too much, not letting it leak over into other aspects of your life. It's hard, especially when you're struggling, and especially when you're somebody who has that ongoing day-to-day battle to fight anyway. And I'm sure a lot of my listeners out there know exactly what I'm talking about. So I'm trying to, you know, find that happy medium here with the KBO, hopefully a little bit of perspective and kind of looking at some of these park factor things may end up being what I need. Finally, last series to recap here, Kiwoom and Hanwa. Hanwa gets swept again. They've lost 11 in a row. They only scored eight runs in this series. Kiwoom, on the other hand, scored 28. Hanwa only walked twice. Warwick soppled, even struggled. His string of 17 straight quality starts got snapped. He did walk four over his seven innings. Hanwa made eight errors in the series. That led to six unearned runs. Hanwa's just bad. You know, offensively, they're just not good. 
The pitching staff is not good. The defense is obviously not very good either. It's been a sad state of affairs for Hanwa. Now, Kiwum, look, they had 28 runs in this series. The offense has been very good, really, over the last couple of weeks. But they've beaten Hanwa six times. They're 8-1 and one against Hanwa and SK. They're 7-12 and 12 against everybody else. So I, I don't really know about Kiwum. I know individually they've got a lot of very good players. But they're kind of beating up on the bums right now. You know, but they did lose series to Lata and Samsung as well. But for Kiwum, I, I don't really know what they are. I don't know if they're good. I don't know if they're bad. Their bullpen is decent. Their starting staff is is underachieving, but they're not bad. The offense, hit or miss. They're hitting bad pitching. They're struggling against good pitching. Maybe that's what Kiwum is. Maybe they're just a team that, you know, is going to beat up on the bums. And if that's the case, you got to lay big numbers with them. And if not, maybe you fade them when they play better teams. And they're an interesting team to take a look at here for this weekend. But we start with Kia and Dusan first. Kia, as I mentioned at the top of the show, big offense at home, not very good on the road. Dusan, big offense on the road, not very good at home. So now you've got two teams going into Seoul where they're better, where they're not going to be. Kia is not good on the road. And now they're in a park that depresses and suppresses offense. Dusan, good on the road, but they're at home here. Could be a potential under series. Obviously, unders with Dusan are a little bit scary. And they do avoid Aaron Brooks and Yang Hyun Jong in this series. I believe Drew Gagneau and Chris Flexen will face each other in this series, which is kind of fun. A couple of former Mets teammates and farmhands, guys that obviously know each other, going head-to-head. I have to think that's an under position because those two guys are going to be looking to outdo the other. And already, with the park factor angles here, should be a lower-scoring series in general, I would think. Uh, Doosan's Lee Young-Ha, maybe a good spot for him. Im Ki-Young could be worth backing at an underdog price here for Kia in a good pitching environment. So some interesting angles to take a look at here with regards to the under with Kia and Doosan. Again, Kia, not a good road offense, very good at home. Doosan, not a good home offense, very good on the road. Could be some under opportunities here. And we'll see if these totals are inflated. We'll see how much the odds makers and the betting market is paying attention or are paying attention because you've got two teams that have put up some good offensive numbers, but now they're in a scenario where offense may be a little bit tough to come by. KT and Lata here. The KT offense is not quite the same on the road either. Could that help the Lata Giants kind of end these woes that they've had? But Lata's still not scoring. They scored 52 runs in their first seven games. They've scored 59 runs over their last 19 games. So their offense has just completely disappeared. The bullpen is fine. The starting rotation, not really. So you wonder about Lotta here. Can they keep pace if the KT offense keeps doing what it's been doing? But again, the KT offense, not quite the same on the road. So maybe you temper your expectations a little bit with the whiz. Next start coming up here for KT, for Beiji Siong. Again, as I've talked about, high left on base percentage for him. We saw some negative regression to that in his last outing. Does that continue here? On the other hand, Lata, the worst team in the KBO 
in terms of hitting with runners in scoring position. So, you know, maybe two forms of positive and negative regression coming together. Does it play out that way? I don't really know. Next start for Dan Straley for the Giants. How will he do against this KT offense? We'll have to wait and see. Seo Jun Wan for Lata. Pitching okay, 423 ERA, but a 558 FIP, only a 9.6% strikeout percentage, and KT doesn't strike out a lot. So Seo Jun Wan, a guy to watch here in this series. I'm not sure how he'll pitch because I don't know how KT will hit on the road, but this looks on paper like a bad matchup for the youngster. So maybe a spot to back KT there. We'll have to see what that price looks like uh, for this series. LG and Kiwoom. This is an extremely interesting series. LG, they go out on the road. Now, Kiwoom's home ballpark is not great, but it's not as bad as the one that Doosan and LG play in. So maybe this elevates the LG offense a little bit. They avoid Eric Jokic in this series. And for LG, I kind of like the way their rotation is set up in this series. Tyler Wilson will go. Cha Wu Chan will go in a nice pitcher's park. And then Lim Chan Yu. And Lim Chan Yu is a guy that is on my watch list. He's a guy I like quite a bit. He gets the start here against Kiwum, whose offense is performing well. But now they go back home, where it's a little bit of a trickier pitcher's park or hitter's park. So I don't know. We'll have to wait and see here what happens in this series, what these games are priced like. Kiwum will send watchlister Choi Wan Tae out to the mound again. Maybe this is a spot for Lee Seung-ho to get turned around. He's running a 59.4% left on base percentage, has a 7.83 ERA. So maybe an under series here, but maybe some LG positions to take with some pretty good pitchers coming up for the Twins. And they've got maybe the best all-around pitching staff in the KBO because of how good their bullpen is, because of what you know Chan Jung Hyun did yesterday. Uh, you know, some interesting spots here for LG, I think, coming up in this series against Kiwum. NC and Hanwa. Oh boy. I, I I mean, look, NC won't keep this breakneck pace up, but do you want to fade them against Hanwa? A Hanwa team that just scored eight runs in three games, a Hanwa team that's lost eleven in a row. Look, NC's going to, afford, uh, going to avoid Warwick Sopold in this series. It's going to be Mike Wright. It's going to be Ku Chang Mo. Ku Chang Mo will be a big favorite in this game, or in yeah, in this game in this series. Jang Shi Huan for and or for Hanwa, excuse me, thirty-one strikeouts in twenty-four and two-thirds, six ninety-three ERA, four eighty-four FIP, four thirty-eight BABIP against. Maybe that's an under game with him on the mound. Uh, next start for Chad Bell. I think Chad Bell's next start will come in that Ku Chang Mo game. So maybe that whole line down a little bit. But, man, I mean, Ku Chang Mo against Hanwa, I mean, he may be on no-hitter watch in this series. So, I don't know. I, I don't know how we bet this one. I don't know if we can bet this one. But the NC prices probably will be inflated, so there may not be a whole lot of value taking them in this series. Finally here, Samsung and SK. Next, Ricardo Pinto start coming up here for SK. He's had some walk issues and some problems with that. Samsung does a decent job drawing walks. They've actually been pretty good in that department. Next start for David Buchanan here for Samsung. I guess an SK lineup that's been a little bit better here of late. But SK, they've only scored four runs per game at home. 
on the season. Samsung, big home road splits as well. They're good at home. Well, they're decent at home. They're not great on the road. Maybe some unders in this series. Some decent pitching matchups here in this series as well. Choi Che Hyung is going to go for Samsung. Wan Tae In is going to go for Samsung. Moon Sung Wan is going to go for SK. Also, Park Jong Hoon. He struck out 28 in 28 innings. Some pretty good pitching matchups in this Samsung and SK series. Could end up being some pretty decent games here. But again, two bad offenses. So we'll see what these totals look like if the odds makers are, you know, keen to the fact that there are some pretty good pitchers in this series with a couple of weaker offenses. So looks like a lot of under opportunities here this weekend. But again, obviously, you know, it still is the KBO. We still have all these bad bullpens. Could throw a wrench into things. But as I look at the park factors and some of the pitching matchups, maybe a lower scoring weekend coming in the KBO. We'll see what these lines look like as they start to get posted. Once again, Adam at bangthebook.com or skatingtripods at gmail.com for the notes for the betters box. Make sure you tune in for the Thursday edition of Bang the Book Radio. Talking all things Santa Anita for this weekend with Brian Blessing. Also talking some NASCAR with the race down in Atlanta. That'll do it for me. Thank you so much for listening, everybody. And remember that you will never strike out when you're in the betters box. Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. BTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on ChumbaCasino.com. I looked over the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's ChumbaCasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. VGW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.